So I promised you guys I would tell you what happened at the conference. And I'm going to try to do it without screaming. <laughs> For years, people have been fighting over what constitutes a, uh, a planet. And it's not just assholes like Neil deGrasse Tyson. People have been debating about what constitutes a planet because it depends on exploration and our survival. Biologists have to define what is a planet, at least forms of planets, types of planets, etc., in order to properly organize planets. There is no system out there. All that stuff you hear, class M planet, class X planet, class Z, whatever, that shit doesn't exist in real life. Scientists have proposed it. That's why Gene Roddenberry latched onto it. Nobody's accepted a full system like that. And the French continue to stand in the progress of accepting a system like that. Take a wild guess, uh, the primary formation of the IAU. <laughs> yeah. The French have been behind the times in, in terms of scientific progress for a while now. Because I stand in front of progress. As do several other nationalities over there in Europe. It's a real fucking problem. And that's because the aristocratic behavior of, uh, of, of the educational system. I mean, you think that our aristocratic behavior over here is bad. It's really fucking bad in Europe. And it translates into positions of power. And it's upset a lot of people in Europe, too, who are coming up with these great ideas and innovations, and they're being shut down by assholes like those who run the IAU. So, you have astrophysicists, you have astronomers, hell, you have astrologers, and you have biologists, um, general rocket engineers, even. You know? They have to, you know, determining what constitutes a planet, what can be explored, the types of different planets, uh, whether or not a planet would be likely, you know, what, what kind of new innovations or whatever have to be developed to explore planets and just survive on them. Every section of science, every field, you know, whether it's military or civilian or whatever, depends on a classification of planets. All of that stuff, once again, all of that stuff, whether, whether it's a class M planet, whether it's a, a, a class T L planet, that, that stuff from, you know, Stargate, Star Trek, and, and, uh, Star Wars, you know, expanded universe, and, and any other, any other science fiction thing, it's all made up. And it's made up because science fiction writers, when they started dealing with calling their, organizing their planets, they realized, fuck, we need a system.
And even scientists, early scientists have said, listen, we need to define whether or not planets are livable. Right? We need to actually define this. And of course, these European agencies say, no, 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 no. We, don't, we can't make it too complicated so other people don't understand. I want you to remember that. That's been the objection to that type of planetary classification. The official objection by the IAU is, we can't make it too complicated. That's the official fucking statement. Whenever, whenever you go through the meetings, uh, uh, minutes of the meetings for the IAU, and you find that something like this is brought up, that is their official response. And yet they made up some bullshit uh, uh, critical mass and sufficient mass to clear an orbit uh, math that when you actually cl calculate it out, it does not calculate out. Because there's no such fucking thing. So these assholes literally stand in progress because they can. So, scientists for almost 100 years now have been trying to have an organized system of plants to determine which ones are livable, which ones aren't, and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. IAU stands in the way. And yet the press still sucks their, you know what I mean. Well, they made the announcement in 2006. We will actually discuss this whole thing. Neil deGrasse Tyson says this will be a moment for history. As he was the popular asshole celebrity scientist of the minute. But everyone had suspicions that he was going to completely demote Pluto, and that was the extent of the resolution. In other words, it wouldn't actually facilitate what needs to be facilitated with planetary uh, discussions, right? What is a planet? What is not a planet? So none of what people hoped would happen was going to happen because Neil deGrasse Tyson was involved and he was running a campaign to call Pluto a comet, which as we have seen since then is utter fucking bullshit. His science or his scientific observations were all bullshit. It's not a comet. Um, so this, every single press release out there, every news report talks about the upcoming conference, the upcoming meeting. This is where things start to turn into a real problem between IAU supporters and people who ha have no support left for the IAU. And those who disagree with the resolution, who are still part of the IAU, wind up getting caught in the crossfire because they still believe the agency has something positive to offer and it fucking doesn't. The people who support the IAU say, the IAU made no promises. That was just the way the press interpreted it. The IAU put the fucking press releases out there. 
they made a they made a concerted decision to put money into advertising that they were going to resolve an issue that had been building in the scientific communities, all of them, you know, biologists, military people, uh, even astrologers and, and uh, you know, space agencies, rocket scientists, uh, astrophysicists, regular physicists. They've been, they've been promoting this shit that they were going to resolve the issue And then when the schedule shows up for the conference, it's not on the schedule. Every supporter of the IAU who says they're entitled to change their minds or they made no promises is a lying motherfucker. Every fucking one is a lying motherfucker and they should have their PhDs stripped. And the reason why they should have their PhDs stripped is because in order to be a purveyor of science, in order to be a scientist, in order to be, have credibility required to conduct experiments and to speak uh, in front of you know, other people to uh, tell them about uh, and teach them about scientists, uh, scientific discoveries and, and everything new under the sun, right? And everything old under the sun. You have to have credibility as a human being. If you're lying to cover the ass of an organization that spent money to manipulate the press and manipulate voting members then you're going to lie about anything. And someone who lies like that is not a master of knowledge. They're a kind of master, but they're not a master of knowledge. And they should have their degree stripped because they have no credibility None of the credibility that that degree stands for. So, I said that it was removed from the schedule. Kevin, you said it was removed from the schedule. Yeah. But they still voted on it. Yeah. All of those, uh, not even all the voting members showed up. So this is what happened. On the last day of the conferences the last fucking day after half of the attendees had gone home some of the attendees who were there to support pluto realized the only the people who weren't leaving were getting whispers being told to stay those were the people who wanted to demote pluto the people who wanted to defend Pluto were told there's nothing, nothing's going to happen here. Go home. There are a number of interviews online in both journalistic print and video interviews. If you want to track them down, go track them down. 
Every single interviewer said the same, or interviewee said the same thing. They were telling us to go home, nothing important was happening on the final day, but then they were telling the people who were supporting Neil deGrasse's Tyson, Neil deGrasse Tyson's, <laughs> Neil deGrasse's Tyson, Neil deGrasse Tyson's movement to demote Pluto and call it a planet, they were telling them to stay. So, after several hundred people left the conference, the final day, it was penciled in. Planet Defining Committee meeting. It was literally right before the conference ended, the last hour. Last hour or so. I don't know if maybe it was two hours. I think it was the last hour of the day. And it went into overtime after it. Only 428, I believe, uh, people were allowed in. Fewer than 430 of the voting members. So if I remember correctly, it's about 428 of the voting members. It's 427. I know, I know it was... I mean, I'm, I'm looking at my notes here. I'm not sure how many, because uh, it, it, the vote, some people left and some people came in, but I know that the count was under 430. Under 430 people were allowed to vote in the big conference room. And the vote to demote Pluto passed with fewer than two dozen votes. This is an agency that has 10, over 10,000 members. The other problem is that they refuse to allow proxy votes. They've allowed proxy votes on almost all of the other issues with the IAU. But this particular vote you had to be present. They passed, passed a special little um, quorum to prevent people who were not present in that room from voting. And after that happened, you know, there were some people who refused to vote. They said, I, I abstain in objection to this committee. That's why I'm not sure, you know, it's, it's hard to figure out how many voting members were actually in the room. But I know it's fewer than 430 actually cast their votes. Uh, there were a couple that abstained in objection. The IAU had those abs, abs, uh, objections on their website and then removed them. And then put them back up, then removed them again. I don't know if they're still on the website. I know that it's been a huge controversy of the IAU trying to change history in how they passed that vote. And a number of people left the IAU in, uh, in protest over this. Um, they then passed each def definition re requirement, definition requirement for a planet separately. And it got down to a point where Fewer than 100, uh, 
was it? No, it's fewer, fewer than 200 people voted in like the last resolution of something like 80 something to 70 something. Um, that's how unpopular all of those resolutions were. And I mean, you, the initial vote was 220 something to 220 something. Is that tight of a gap? And then it, and each subsequent vote to ratify uh, different aspects of the resolution dropped all the way down to fewer than, uh, fewer than, um, you know, 160 votes total. So it's like 200 something, 200 something, uh, for the initial resolution, for the initial dispute, and then fewer and fewer people voted. And a number of the scientists said, why is this even there? You know, one of the, the mass that clears an orbit, that thing that I keep harping on, that was promoted. And it was the architect of the, that theory is Neil deGrasse Tyson. Because he was into discussions and he kept promoting it. He promoted it long before 2006. And everyone kept telling him, that's not how gravity works. That's not how mass works. It doesn't push objects out of the way like that. The fact that we have meteor showers at the same time of the year, every fucking year, and have had them for centuries, means we have not actually cleared our orbit, which means there's no such thing as, as critical mass to clear an orbit or sufficient mass to clear an orbit. But he kept pushing it. That was like the first major objection and then things got worse from there on like uh the aspects of having a core and then saying pluto doesn't have a core the vast majority of those involved in the vote said you can't even say that because we haven't been to pluto yet to determine if it has any sort of planetary core to it So that's how it happened. They promoted it in the press. They took it off the schedule. They lied to the uh, voting members who were present. They penciled it in after half the people left because it would never have passed if all of the voting members had been there. Because there was a, a soft vote after by the voting members who had left early and they figured out it would have been defeated. There would have been, uh, it would have been defeated by a margin of something like uh, one and a half to one. Right? And they passed a special restraint on voting Preventing those who weren't present from voting in proxy and demanding everybody uh, to be present in order to vote. They have since defeated all attempts to revisit that resolution since then. You know, they've since defeated all attempts to revisit it. So, uh... If people in charge of the IAU have 
heavily defended themselves saying we're a private organization we don't we don't profess to determine the the course of science or what people will decide across the world except that's exactly what they say on their fucking website and if anybody's doing any counting there um 430 less than 430 out of more than 10,000 people. That's 4% or fewer members of the entire union. We're allowed to vote. And the resolution that passed had a margin of less than 0.01%, I think, is what it turns out to be, or 0.1%. You can't have an election in any country with a margin of less than 5% without there going into an automatic recount or uh, a revote. That's one point. The other point is, since when is science a democratically voted concept? Those are laws. That's, those aren't science. You know, the, 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 those aren't scientific methods of determining what is and isn't something. You don't vote on something. And if you're talking about, well, they have to reach a consensus, you can't reach a consensus if you have to trick people in order to go home in order to pass what you want to declare is true science. That's not how science fucking works. If you want true consensus, then if you're going to vote on something, it's got to be voted in with a majority of two-thirds, bare minimum. A slim majority after you trick people to go home and tell other people they can't vote on it if they're not present in the room? That's not consensus. That's voter fraud and intimidation. <laughs> it's corruption. Consensus means the vast majority of those involved and whose interests are uh, aligned with this definition or this aspect, have to all agree. And you're never going to get 100% consensus, and three-quarters consensus is pretty... I mean, it's usually, you usually have to have something that's tried and tested for quite a while, you know, to get three-quarters or more. And in 2006, New Horizons hadn't been out to Pluto, so nobody really knew aspects of Pluto. Uh, binary planetary systems weren't really discovered till well after. So getting three quarters of consensus would have been pretty amazing in terms of specifically targeting Pluto. But they didn't even try to get two-thirds. They manipulated the vote. They committed voter fraud. Then they claimed that the whole IAU backs it. They also didn't cover 
any of the planetary definitions that need to be covered for people like biologists. There's no system. There's still no fucking system for planets. To top it off, their definitions of, well, where the planet is located is a major determination in the planet. Really? Does that mean that people aren't humans if they are shorter than other humans and have epicanthic folds and live out in, in Indonesia because they are way far away from uh, Europe? Yeah, that's not how fucking science works. And since our solar system is actually a pretty small solar system compared to the vast majority of solar systems out there in the universe, you can't even use a mathematical equation to compare our solar system to other solar systems. So every fucking thing about that planet demoting resolution, a definition of a planet, 2006, is utter fucking bullshit. It holds no scientific value. There is nothing you can use in that resolution that will affect how we view, treat, or handle, or record... Or anything else that you might want to be pedantic about in terms of definitions of words. Nothing in that resolution can be utilized outside of chuckling asshole saying Pluto isn't a planet anymore. Take that, America. And what is even worse about this whole fucking thing? A number of the heads of the IAU were participating heavily in anti-American demonstrations during 2004 election to try and get America out of Iraq. And they that's when they started talking about defining a planet and Pluto. It's all about political opposition to the United States. And the war in Iraq and George W. Bush. At least that's my opinion. The only other opinion that I can imagine that's out there is they had their heads shoved up their fucking assholes and for some reason had to gun after Pluto because they didn't like Pluto. But when I found out, you know, I knew that the resolution was bullshit. The vote was bullshit. It devalues and mocks everything that any sort of scientific discovery stands for. These, uh, the fact that these pieces of shit weren't even talking about a planetary resolution until a number of their until a number of their heads heads on the on the board for the IAU were protesting the war in Iraq the fact it doesn't even come up until then is a very strong indicator that there was some sort of motivation beyond anything else
Because the only aspect that that resolution affects is Pluto. And a number of those resolutions have been walked back or admitted by the IAU to having no scientific value. Pluto being in the Kuiper belt far away from the sun holds no scientific value to determining what is and is not a planet because Neptune is in the Kuiper belt for a much longer period than Pluto is. It being beyond an asteroid belt, an asteroid ring, that was another argument the IAU made at one point. Everyone pointed out there's an asteroid ring between Mars and Jupiter. It's, it's a pretty huge fucking asteroid field. They said, well, Jupiter's a classical planet, so we're grandfathering it in. There's no scientific value to grandfathering something in. There's no scientific point to that determination. There is nothing you can gain in comparison between Jupiter and another fucking planet in another solar system by using that as a definition. You can't. There is nothing of value in it. So no mass to clear an orbit. That doesn't exist. It's a fake math problem. It's bullshit. There's no value to saying, well, if there's an asteroid field, then nothing beyond that's a planet. That doesn't, that doesn't make any determination. There, there's no value to that. Size. Earth is one of the smallest objects in the infinite universe. There's no logic in that. Distance from a solar object. It, it's, and NASA has proven through observations of dozens of, of uh, solar systems out there with the new telescopes that we've put up there. Uh, there's no correlation between distance from a sun and whether or not a you know, planet can exist. Nothing it, oh, um, planets must be perfectly spherical. Actually, Pluto's pretty damn spherical. Our planet has less of a spherical quality than Pluto. One. Two. We keep discovering cigar-based planets out there who do have orbits and rotations, and it's like, wow, they actually do exist. And they're not asteroids. Granted, there are asteroids as big as the planet Earth. Just chew on that for a minute. Um, there can be no such thing as a binary system. Binary systems fucking exist out there. We've discovered a number now. And they're big. Once again, mass to clear an orbit does not, does not calculate. It does not exist. Their plants about the size or, or large. Uh, there was one I read. They said that they think that it's the size of Earth, but maybe they discovered it's larger. It's part of a binary system out there in the universe. I don't know what they finally determined the size was. I, I never saw a follow-up on that. Um, the only 
thing that is affected is Pluto's classification. And the people in charge of the IAU were protesting against the United States in that two-year period leading up to the vote. The only thing I can think of is that this was a protest vote against the United States. Given the history the United States has had with France, it sounds about right. France has always used things like science, baking competitions, fucking baking competitions, uh, culinary schools. Just look up Julia Child's thing. Uh, Olympics and other sporting events to attack United States or anybody else they don't like politically for things that are unrelated to what they're doing. As do other countries. And I keep harping on France because of the heavy influence that France has on the IAU. We're totally, we're totally international. The IAU is not totally international. We're, we're, we're autonomous from all things politics. Bull fucking shit. Look at their members. Look at their voting members. Look at how they conduct their meetings. They are Eurocentric. And I keep seeing France pop up inordinately frequently compared to other countries. France, Belgium, uh, and uh, I forget the other country. I think it might be Denmark. Those, those three tend to pop up more frequently than others. So that's why... This is all a bunch of fucking bullshit. There's more, you know, the more you dig, the more you find, uh, more assholery you find. Uh, here's something else. Pluto was originally part of the huge French push to find uh, the Planet X, the quest for Planet X. I don't know if you guys know about the history of the plan and quest for Planet X, but... You might recall Planet X is used in a lot of cartoons and a lot of written works and science fiction up until the discovery of Pluto. Then you saw some Planet X revival up to the 60s when a number of European countries objected to the idea that Pluto was a planet and kept saying, it's a comet, right? which some of them still stink, stink to, uh, stick to, and it's still bullshit. Uh, the quest for Planet X is all about Neptune's wobble. The belief that Neptune can only wobble if there is a giant fucking planet that is on the other side of the sun. And there were two schools of thought on that. And this dates the Victorian era. Victorian era science on through the 1930s. France pumped in thousands of dollars to find Planet X first because they wanted to make the discovery. Because there was a race during the 1800s to see who was the most scientific 
uh, in scientifically endowed country and who had the most brains of everyone else. And France did not like the fact that European thought and European universities were kicking France's ass in terms of scientific discoveries, right? So they dumped a bunch of fucking money into this think tank to find Planet X. They were looking for Planet X in two different locations. One, so far out that telescopes couldn't view it. In other words, they were looking for Planet X in the Kuiper Belt. Two, they were looking for, they were also looking for Planet X as a planet that is always shielded from Earth's view by having a synchronous orbit with Earth on the other side of the fucking sun. This planet was called Nibiru, right? That's when you get into the occult bullshit. So a lot of these occultists say, our, our occult is really built, uh, it came from scientific discoveries and scientific thought. It came from bad science and bad thought. There's no fucking planet on the other side of the goddamn motherfucking sun. There is none. And so, most of the scientists out there in the world realized that looking for a shadow planet to us was bullshit. So, they started looking out near the Kuiper Belt. And the French scientists who spotted what or who they actually think that the French scientists spotted Pluto, but they just called it an asteroid. There's an asteroid, it doesn't have a stable, it doesn't have a stable orbit. Well, the guy who discovered Pluto realized that there was a planet, had an atmosphere, it definitely seemed to be orbiting. The orbit it was the orbit was Squampus. It's likely Squampus because of its uh, relationship with Neptune. It embarrassed the fuck out of France and that French think tank. Now, they've since tried to disprove Pluto's effect on Neptune's orbit, which is a problem for demoting Pluto. The argument that Pluto was really a comet or a moon from Neptune is that Neptune's dis disrupted orbit happened as with some sort of planetary collision that knocked Pluto out of Neptune's orbit. And so that's why Neptune always kind of wobbles and, and Pluto kind of wobbles too when they're together. Uh, the one theory talked about planetary harmonics. Now, planetary harmonics actually exist. The planets make sounds. Um, they're pretty fascinating. As, like, a, I forget which one sounds like a fucking horror movie. One of them sounds like a fucking horror movie. I, I want to say, I want to say Saturn sounds like a fucking horror movie, but I might be wrong. Uh, I'd have to listen to them again. 
but uh, they're kind of weird low frequency sounds and it's the essentially the vibrations exist you know vibrations exist in space you know just whether or not you can hear them is another thing uh, but particles continue to move they continue to have wavelengths in space and when they vibrate against something that thing vibrates and uh you know, even uh, even in the vacuum of space, that vibration is what we translate into, or what we call sound. You know, uh, air creates ripple effects from vibrations. That's why people say you need air to have sound. That's sort of true. That's sort of not true. <laughs> uh, you need air to hear the vibrations of sounds that aren't coming directly into your eardrum. Right? You don't, if you're, if let's, let's pretend for a minute that your eardrum is a complete vacuum, right? That there's no ear in your, uh, ear in your head. There's no air in your head. Okay? Let's pretend that's possible. We all know it's not possible because you'd be dead. Okay? But let's pretend that it's possible. The vibrations from the particles, if they go straight into your ear canal and touch your little eardrum, your eardrum is going to create those electro, uh, electric, uh, or electromagnetic or whatever, electric impulses, you know, the little tap, 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 and it bangs against that uh, uh, little membrane in your ear. It will send the vibrations to your brain and you will say, oh, I hear that sound. So as long as the particles move, if they encounter resistance, that resistance will produce an effect that you might be able to interpret as sound. You know? So everything isn't as silent in space as people think it is. It is incredibly silent, but not pure silence, right? So... Um, I, I forget what point I was trying to make. Uh, <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, planetary vibrations. So all the planets actually make noise, essentially. They all make noise from planetary vibrations. Which is actually pretty fucking cool when you get down to it. Uh, Pluto has some, too. You know, actually, actually, some asteroids have them, too. And scientists are trying to figure out if there is a way to use sound as an early detection for uh, asteroids where light doesn't exist which would you know they say sound but what they really mean are vibrations or harmonics of some sort um, in order to detect asteroids are out there without having to visually identify them which is an incredibly important avenue to look at right like, do we use lasers to detect that? Do we have, how do we send, uh, how do we send out, um, how do we create a detection grid? How do we uh, gauge the various harmonics in space when you can't really hear it, but there's enough there to just kind of sort of pick it up, right? How do you do that? Um, I think the answer is going to, is, you know, lasers, you know, echo technology based on lasers. Um, I think that that's the direction things are going to be headed. So, uh, 
the whole thing about that is they first try to claim that that wobble proves that Pluto is really part of Neptune. That's why they affect each other. That was the first argument I heard. Then some guy says, uh, well, if Pluto affects Neptune, then it has sufficient gravity to be considered a planet rather than a completely gravity-free asteroid that has no core. So once that came out, then the IAU switched their focus to Pluto doesn't have sufficient gravity to cause Neptune's warble. So now everybody's saying, okay, then what causes Neptune's warble, right? I think Uranus is also affected. I can't remember. I think it is. I think, uh, you know, I read, I read a thing that said um, that the Pluto actually does affect both planets. You know, when it slips in between them, it, you know, um, which makes sense because that means that there's a chain of gravity connecting the planets together. Well, then they said, okay, well, that must mean that there's a planet out there that we can't see. So they've gone back and regressed over a hundred fucking years in advancements to claiming Pluto isn't a planet because there's a warble and we have to find the warble, which means that there's a very strong or big planet or a slightly bigger planet than Pluto that exists out there and we just can't see it. They're literally searching for Planet X again. Planet X does not fucking exist in the way that they want to save face. The mysterious big giant fucking Planet X that the French spent thousands and thousands of fucking dollars looking for in the late 1800s and early 1900s does not fucking exist. It doesn't. Pluto was Planet X. Pluto is still Planet X. They claim, but Pluto's not big enough to affect the gravitational pull. Bull fucking shit. Clearly, that's bull fucking shit. And the same asshole who who was is one of the same assholes who's promoting the math that proves that Pluto's gravity can't affect any of the gravity in any of the other planets is one of the same fucking assholes that tried to prove that if you have sufficient mass, you can clear your orbit. No, no fucking math exists that verifies what's going on. Now, you can say his math checks out because the math doesn't conflict with any other variables in the formula. That doesn't mean the math actually checks out. It just means that he made sure that the numbers are always going to equal the, cor the correct numbers, but he didn't define what those numbers mean in a correct way. You know, I, I believe it was Socrates. Maybe it was Aristotle. I believe it was Socrates who, try, who tried to use math to prove that when you throw an object, it gets to a certain point where the, where the, object, where the force of the throw for the object can no longer uh, exceed the force of the pull to the earth, and the object will just fall straight down. The math worked out perfectly because 
there was a lot of missing fucking variables and undefined numbers involved in that math to make it work perfectly. As we all know, that's not the actual effect of gravity or throwing objects. Objects don't fall straight down. The value decreases over time and it creates an arc. But we had to figure out the, the arc first, and then later on we find out that the arc is, uh, in terms of uh, uh, throwing, the uh, force of throwing and you know, the, the force behind throw, the act of th blah, blah, blah. The force behind the act of throwing the rock and the force of gravity, it's, ba it's basically the same exact formula that also proves the circumference of the earth. And it's the same formula that shows where the horizon will be, how far out it will be, depending on the elevation of where you are in relationship to sea level, whatever. It's the same fucking math. But you had to get through a lot of bad math first. We had a lot of bad math. We still do have bad math. And it's easy to have bad math that you think is good math if the numbers, um, if the numbers make it out and prove that what you put in will come out to be an actual functional functional number. See, numbers just represent what you want to put in there, right? You can create terrible math formulas, claim anything you want, and get any number you fucking want, unless your process is completely taking into account all variables and all facets of the calculation, the numbers you get are meaningless. The, one of the biggest problems right now in physics is gravity. You will see numbers, uh, you know, equations after equations after equations and formula after formula after formula of gravity and mass. But you will never see an equation and you can't ever see an equation that proves the actual source of gravitational pull. Every equation out there is an equation of gravity equating to present mass. And even those have a lot of leeway. So a lot of physics professors say, the more mass you get, the more gravity you create which is not true because then you're talking about a violation of the second law of thermodynamics. And that violation is a complete and total reusable, recyclable cycle of energy to create an exponential amount of growth that pulls more mass in than is capable to push out.
And physicists don't like discussing it. Because when they discuss it, someone brings up black holes. And they say, well, does that mean black holes violate the law of thermodynamics? And physicists start talking and rattling off and they never answer the fucking question. Before he died, Stephen Hawking answered that question. And he said, half of everything that I wrote about black holes is bullshit. This is right before he died. It was like he was getting a confession off his chest. His final paper went into this and went into a number of things. And it pissed a lot of people off and it still pisses them off. And Stephen Hawking actually said, if, black, if mass creates gravity, then that means black holes will never have a critical mass. They will always keep growing and that also means that they're violating the laws of thermodynamics. He says, obviously we can't violate the laws of thermodynamics, but we also don't know what's going on. It's a summary of his huge fucking paper and a number of his, uh, number of his uh, statements on the, on the topic. And it emphasizes the point that these people don't know what the fuck they're talking about in terms of gravity, in terms of mass, in terms of clearing an orbit, in terms of whether or not there is a giant fucking invisible planet in the Kuiper Belt. Yeah, yeah, by the way, the Kuiper Belt. Pluto's not a planet because it's in the Kuiper Belt. Well, what about Neptune? Oh, we're grandfathering it in. Okay, and we're looking for another planet that's further out than Pluto in the Kuiper Belt. So how the fuck is Pluto not a planet? It's a Kuiper object because it's in the Kuiper Belt. No, motherfucker, you just admitted that it fucking isn't. Oh, let me change the subject. The IAU needs to be disavowed by every fucking institution that's out there. And they need to be humiliated and embarrassed. And every fucking person that sides with the 2006 resolution needs to be humiliated and embarrassed. The IAU owes the world an apology, not specifically for demoting Pluto, but for committing voter fraud in order to manipulate a field of science for their own personal vendetta or whatever the fuck that they were driving at. And those who voted in it, looking at their nationalities, because I mean, I did this when it came out. You know, like I said, I didn't dig out all my notes when I made this podcast, but I did it when it came out. I marked down who voted for what, their nationalities. It was decidedly an anti-American voting process. It was done with the intent and purpose of making a political statement and using a field of science in a political brawl.
the Pluto thing is a halfway personal issue, right? Like, I grew up with Pluto being a planet. What the fuck are they talking about? It's also with me when I learned more about it, learned how the vote went. So I was thinking, well, you know, maybe they found something out about Pluto. No, they found out nothing. And everything in that resolution has been proven to be utter fucking bullshit. And they continue to function on that bullshit, which continues to harm and disrupt any attempts by people who deal with, with uh, planets or physics on a large scale, uh, especially in dealing with gravity. It continues to fuck with further advancements in science, further advancements in exploration, and further advancements in anything scientifically or socially that will depend on any sort of leaving Earth or understanding the universe. This is why it's important. It's more than just a political objection. It is an objection against dogma and abusive, egotistical behaviors of assholes who at this point should not be allowed to maintain their position as leaders in any scientific field. They knew what they were voting for was bullshit when they voted for it. They knew what they were planning was bullshit when they planned it. They knew that the, the voter manipulation that they participated in was bullshit as they were participating in it. You don't have to manipulate a vote to gain consensus if the theory is sound. They had their heads up their fucking assholes. And this has gone on for almost 20 fucking years. Then it needs to come to an end. So, this was a, a long rant, but I hope people understand my objection to the whole thing. You know, if it turns out that we send another probe out to Pluto, and Pluto is literally, you know, what New Horizons found was was off somehow, and it turns out Pluto literally is nothing more than a giant fucking snowball in space with a with an offset asteroid at the center. <laughs> I guess I guess it's not a planet after all. But to guess that that might be true when all the evidence points to some other reality is irresponsible behavior on behalf of those, quote, scientists, end quote. So, fuck them, fuck the IAU, and fuck supporters of the IAU. Hope you have a wonderful day. Take care. So, I... This is uh, a uh, an addendum. Yeah, I realized I kept calling it the International Astronomers Union, and it's a astronomical union. I really don't care. <laughs> they should be disbanded. They're terrible. Take take what I said with you, what you will. You know, discard it or whatever. But um, 
issues with the resolution stand. They haven't been changed. And uh, I just checked their site for their, their next planned resolutions and uh, they, they, they still, they're still fucking around with n n nomiculture and uh, they're pissing people off. I, I think that their time has come to an end. They're not doing anything or contributing anything in terms of great scientific uh, advancements um, other than a few grants that help women, uh, you know, uh, get the ed education they need in order to pursue uh, various astronomical fields of study. And that's probably the only good thing that this union has going for it. Anyway, have a great day. Bye.